You're listening to the You're Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment too. Welcome back to You're Such a Catch. I'm Erin, your former favorite single gal living in sunny LA. I recently got caught, you guys. Yes, get it? <laughs> I got caught by the man who's going to be joining me on today's episode. But before I introduce you to the man of my dreams, I want to welcome you to You're Such a Catch, especially if you're new to the community. You're Such a Catch is a place for successful women to feel confident and empowered, regardless of their relationship status. Each week, we discuss dating, relationships, self-improvement techniques, and like today, manifestation. We encourage and empower one another as we learn, evolve, and grow. If you're on a mission to be the best version of you, you're in the right place. Feel free to follow my journey on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at You're Such a Catch. And make sure you hit that subscribe button so you're notified when new episodes drop. If you tune in today and you like what you hear, or maybe you've been listening for a hot minute and you're ready to take our relationship to the next level, you can make a pledge and join YSC Unfiltered. You can ask me to be exclusive for $10 a month where you'll receive a personal thank you, a shout out on a YSC episode, a private RSS feed to listen to YSC Unfiltered episodes, YSC stickers, and you'll have access to my private thoughts and blog posts. Visit yoursuchacatch.com backslash unfiltered to make your pledge today. Okay, you guys, I'm going to provide a little context here for those who don't know. I was single for about the last six years. Many, many moons ago, I was married. I got divorced in 2011. I immediately got into another relationship after that, which lasted about four years. And that relationship broke me. I remember distinctly my dad telling me, do not run away from something, Erin. Run towards something but I couldn't function at the time. I was really in a hard place. It was during this difficult time that I was first introduced to manifestation. So I had a mentor in the car business. And if you don't know, that used to be my career path. I was in the car business for about 16 years. And if you've been listening since this podcast started, you've probably heard this story before, but My mentor in the car business, he told me that if I wanted to find a new job, if I wanted a new opportunity, I had to draw it to me. I was like, what in the world does that mean? So he had me make a list of everything I wanted in a new job. He was like, I don't even care, Aaron. If you want to look outside your window and you want to see a palm tree, write that down. So not only did he have me make this list, but he also taught me about affirmations. And he told me I needed to visualize. I needed to feel what it was like to be in that new job. I needed to, you know, be able to touch it in my mind. I I needed to be able to already be in that space. And about a year later, I landed the job that I had listed on paper. Every single thing that I had jotted down that day, this job had. I then sold my home. I gave my puppy to a loving home, thanks to my girl, Cassie Cakes. And I moved about 100 miles away, leaving a decade worth of relationships, memories, and lessons 
and moved about 100 miles away, leaving a decade worth of relationships, memories, life lessons in the rearview mirror. I thought moving would give me a clean slate to reenter the dating scene. I tried to use the same method my mentor taught me, and I made a list of what I wanted in a man. I wrote it down and I dated it, August 9th, 2015. I share this list in this episode, as well as the revised iterations. But for nearly six years, I kissed a lot of frogs. I didn't understand what I was doing wrong. There was a blockage there and I just could not put my finger on it. Why could I manifest a job, experiences, the place I now call home, but I couldn't manifest somebody to share my life with? Until I did. The funny thing about the universe is it's always listening. But if your ask to the universe isn't clear and concise, or your thoughts tell a different story, the universe will have trouble delivering. I know this sounds really woo-woo, and it is, but I am here today to tell you that my modern-day romance, the man you're about to hear speak, I manifested. And my desire is to share with you how to replicate this process so you too can manifest your dream man, job, home, car, or whatever your heart desires. On August 9th, 2015, I made a list of what I wanted in a dream man. Okay? Mm -hmm. You ready for it? (laughs) I wanted somebody who was faithful, somebody who had a sense of humor, somebody who was 5'11 or above, who was hardworking, driven, who wants to get married and starts a family, who does the little things like hold my hand, who's affectionate who's muscular and athletic, who's kind. Okay, don't laugh at this one because I don't really know what it means. Has a California boy look. (laughs) Do you know what that is? I don't even know what that is. Who's loyal, who makes me laugh, who's well off, who's successful, who enjoys football, who's thoughtful. And are you ready for this one? You're going to fall off the couch. Caucasian. Interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then I revised my list. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. So I learned too that you should add to the end of your list, all of this or better. But I revised my list because I thought I shouldn't focus so much on like physical attributes and aesthetic. And I should focus more on traits Mm. and also make sure that the traits that I am desiring in somebody else are traits that I possess Mm. because it's kind of unfair to want somebody to be something that I'm not even myself. So this one is good heart, sense of humor, hard worker, once marriage, well off, charismatic, established, family oriented, caring, funny, loyal, honest, giving, intelligent, once kids, successful, and a conversationalist. All of this are better. What do you think of that? It sounds pretty close to who I am. What do you think's off? I mean, there's a couple of things in there that I don't necessarily feel like I've arrived yet. Such as? I would say the idea of being well off. Like, what? what's your definition of that? Mm, I guess for me, like, that means somebody who isn't, like, 
struggling, has it together, like doesn't live outside their means, but is living comfortably. Okay. Yeah. You don't feel like that's you? I know. I feel like that's me now that I know what that definition yeah. is. But to me, well off means someone who has a couple of million offshore <laughs> and they're well off. Like they, yeah. they don't need to do anything unless they absolutely, you know, positively wanted to. And I don't have a multi-million dollar pension, but it's not, it doesn't make me well off. It doesn't make me, I wouldn't even say a millionaire because to me, there's a lot of millionaires who are not liquid millionaires. They've got assets, but they're, they're they're not liquid. They can't just pick it up and take it and move it. Yeah. It's stuck in something. It's funny because even though that's on my list and even though I think money and finances do matter, I also think that if you meet the right person, then I, w- I would rather meet the right person and them not have that aspect of their life put together. But like the love and all the other things are there. And then like you work that situation out. Together. Yeah, I, I see you're trying to be optimistic, but I think money matters a lot more than you think in terms of, I think it's really important for a guy to have it more together than not because there's all sorts of stuff that happens from, a, from an energetic standpoint there's a lot of what we call women who are successful, who struggle with the idea of dating down. Mm. And it's not something that makes them feel, it, it's, it, it, makes them, it makes it difficult for them to be in their feminine mm-hmm. when they have a man that earns less than them. Mm-hmm. And so they resist and they fight because it's kind of like, well, I'm the boss here. I'm the one with, with the bank account. And so it just creates a weird dynamic. So I think it makes sense why women desire that. Mm-hmm. And it also makes sense why there's so many problems because a lot of women are out earning men and a lot of women are more educated than men. Mm-hmm. And from a standpoint of like, do degrees matter, right? There's a lot of men that are just blue collar and make good money. But then a, a woman could just have her education and be a lawyer, an attorney, and would just make so much more than him. And so when you make your money in a way that is like knowledge-based and it's about like what versus like what you can physically do, it's kind of hard for those two people from those different worlds to actually like actually have things in common long term and and also like unless that guy who's using his hands is like also an entrepreneur. So like he's a, he was a mechanic for a while, but then he bought his own shop and then now he's got guys working for him. And so he's still a mechanic, but he's just more of overseeing an entrepreneur. Like those guys could probably connect with someone who's highly educated and successful and because they all have things to talk about because it's like high level, C-level executive type problems and, and above. But I think when people come from different worlds where it's like the conversation and the way you connect and I think, Finding somebody that's what they call equally yoked. Yeah. Is, I've heard is, that term is, is important. Term, yeah. Is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after making those lists, I mean, that's a long time ago. 2015 is a long time ago. And I think the thing for me that was really frustrating is in my life, I've used manifestation for so many different things and I've been able to do that. And my mom always tells me, she's like, Aaron, your mind is so powerful. Like we believe, so we were talking about them earlier. So my mom's mom and dad, we call them G-mama and G-daddy and they've both passed. And my mom has this belief that 
my G mom and G daddy like leave us pennies and dimes and that type of thing. And so when my mom finds them, she sends me a photo and she's like, our angels are with us and, and vice versa. And sometimes my mom will struggle a little bit and she'll say, Aaron, I haven't seen a sign from, from G daddy or G mama. And I'm like, okay. And I, I will think about it and I will do that. And then I kid you not, like I will come across whatever. And I'm like, mom, no, they're here. But I do believe everybody can tap into that. I do. So as I was working on myself and trying to figure out if I had some sort of blocker when it came to manifesting a man or the partner that I really truly desire, I had to one, kind of get real with myself because Obviously, my initial list, like putting somebody who's Caucasian on my list is a little bit, you know, peculiar. Like, why why is that on my list? And I'm sending a mixed message to the universe, right? I felt like if the universe did deliver, was I going to be ready to receive? And was I prepared? Had I overcome my past relationships and insecurities? Anything that I had that was negative, I mean, I, I carried a lot with me after my divorce. I mean, we've kind of talked about this, but being that I come from a family where nobody's divorced, being the first person in my family to, to get divorced had a, played a, a role in creating some insecurities and some doubt and just took me time basically to learn that there's a lesson to be learned there. I'm not a failure. <laughs> I mean, I, I really carry that burden for a long time, like, oh man. And so as I'm doing this and I'm working on myself, I was also working with my friend Rachel, who was on the podcast and she was helping me with some exercises to open my heart chakra and working on affirmations, which we talked about earlier. And then there was going to be a new moon. And we kind of did this new moon ceremony ritual, which was really special and actually quite fun for me. So part of that was to write a letter to the universe, which I wrote on December 17th of this last year. And I'm gonna read it to you. It's not very long. Dear universe, I believe in you. I trust in you. You always deliver. I'm ready to manifest the man of my dreams. I'm ready for my perfect partner, someone who makes me snort uncontrollably, someone I can trust, who's a man, who has eyes only for me, a provider, a successful, handsome black man, who's well-spoken, who's ready for commitment and fatherhood, who's a gentleman who knows it's the little things that win my heart over. I'm going to cry. Who treats me like a lady. <laughs> Mom, don't listen to this part. Who <laughs> treats me like a lady and then knows how to manhandle me in the bedroom. I'm ready. I'm ready for him. I'm ready for our lives to intersect and interweave. I'm ready to become a mother. That's my letter. And then I go into my business side. But in that, after I met you, when, when I was talking to Rachel, she was like, Aaron, go get that letter that you wrote to the universe because I truly believe that I manifested you. And we can get to that in a minute because our first date, mm -hmm. but I want to hear your side of the story coming up to this as well. But when I told Rachel that I had met you, she's like, go get that letter. And I, and I went and I got the letter from where I was supposed to leave it after going through the ritual. And I read it to her and she and I just bawled our eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> We did because yeah. it was like, whoa, I asked and then you, here you were. So I want to know from your perspective though, like walk me through 
how you got to where you approached me because I want to know your backstory. I mean, my backstory is that I've been looking for the one for a long time. And you, you try to knock on as many doors as you can until she appears. And then I think this year started off and I was kind of like committed to like really being in a place where I felt ready to receive her. Not just search for her, but receive her. Like have her come to me in a way that was unexpected. And so I committed and I made the investments, time and money to do services to like really find her. Oh, like tell me about these investments that you made. No, I mean, these, you know, dating sites are free until you invest in them so that you'd save time. Mm-hmm. Not not just, it's, it's like anything. It's almost like business. You sift and you sort, right? When you're a professional. When you're, when you're an amateur, you beg and plead. You kind of like, oh, please don't. You stay with me, please. I'm amazing. Like, you want people to like see your worth. When you're a professional, your worth. And then it's just sifting and sorting through the people that are going to be a match for what you're trying to do in life. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think I shifted. For, and I realized I looked back and I was like, it's not that I dated down intentionally, mm-hmm. but I, I'm a pretty intelligent guy. And like, I would settle for people that I, that weren't really, that didn't match me in the brains department because I just wanted to be with somebody. And it was like, mm-hmm. well, she doesn't have to be as smart or as witty or as funny. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, it's okay if I can, just, I'll just settle. But I said, what if I just like got somebody as powerful? What if I, what if I like was ready to receive somebody as strong and like in their own way, but, but like equally yoked, so to sense, right? Mm-hmm. And I just started changing my mindset around like, no, I deserve, I deserve the best. Like I deserve to have somebody that's like perfect for me. And like I'm, I know I'm worthy of that, and I had to, and I had to really assess that, that self worth, that self worth thing, because I, oftentimes I was like trying to people please and trying to like, look how amazing I am, like believe me, I'm really great, and it's like somebody has to like be ready to receive you as well, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I came into the year fully invested, committed to like really put out a good effort, treated like no, I'm going to be a professional, I'm going to. Find the one with diligence, with persistence, with consistency. And then on the app that was meant to be deleted, (laughs) I I, I saw your profile there and I felt drawn to you instantly. Just looking at your photos, I was like, I felt drawn. And you look like you you look like you were a fun individual, which I feel like I'm a fun individual, even though I know I'm serious a lot of the times. But I feel like I'm serious just about playing my my work feels like my playtime, but I'm serious about it. And then I saw what you did. And literally one of my goals for this year was to like really relaunch my podcast and be more consistent with it. Last year, I, I recorded like 15 episodes and I never released them. Like I still what? have them. I still have them. Uh-huh. And now I think I'm up to like 24 episodes and I haven't released them because I was kind of like waiting for the moment. And it was like, I had this plan. I was going to have my book ready. And I kept just storing up creativity and just like mm-hmm. waiting, waiting, waiting. And then to see you and like, you were like doing it. It was like, cause I went and I was like, I saw your profile and it was like owner at host of you're such a catch. And, and I was thinking, I was like, I was like great name, great branding. And I was like, 
I went and looked up the podcast on iTunes, and then I listened to Did it. Did you subscribe? I initially, well, I wanted. To, <laughs> I didn't subscribe until I heard the first episode, oh, okay. and okay. then just checking, just checking. <laughs> so, so I was listening to it, and it was like, but being in a different, like normally, I wouldn't go listen to like a girly podcast. That's not something I randomly do. It's just there's a lot to do in life, and but I was really like drawn to you, and I was like, okay, let me go hear what she's about. And then I was just, I did my little walk and listened to the episode, and. I found myself getting jealous during the episode. You did? Yeah, I found myself like being like, what's going on here? Like, I got to get to the bottom of this. And like, I found myself (laughs) just being enthralled. And then I was like, okay, this girl is special. I was like, how am I going to get in touch with her? I was like, am I going to have to like buy, like spend some more money on this app and buy some extra roses? And like, I was thinking about, I was like, no, because then I'm just like every other guy that, she, that she comes across on these online dating sites. Like, how can I set myself apart? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, am, I know I'm different. And so I was like, well, let me do what no guy's probably ever done. Probably for the first time in history, a guy had this <laughs> idea. Knowing that there's a small percentage that this could be seen as like stalking. Like, this could be seen as like craziness. But I'm a, I'm a risk taker. So I, I figured out, I was like, you know what? I'm doing big things on this app called Clubhouse. I know there's a power to my voice. I know that with my voice, with anyone's voice, you can speak things into existence, right? Hence manifesting things. Yeah. So I was like, I want to, I'm going to really put forth the effort here. I want to, I'm going to, and honestly, it didn't feel like there was any risk to it whatsoever. Like I didn't feel nervous about it. I just felt sure. Yeah. Like I was going to ask you too, like if it was the first take or... Yeah, I want I want take Drake did. I want take Drake did. At least most of the things I do is like that anyway, because I have a way with words. Like, and I use words and ways and ways are the ways that I, you know. Yeah. So it was just like I had like my talking points. Like I had my thoughts. I was like, I want to talk about that, and I was taking notes while I was listening to your podcast. I was like, oh, that's a good one. I was like, oh, that's a good thought thing. So. I had those in my head. And even though I didn't like look at them while I was talking to you, I kind of knew what the points were because I kind of had them listed out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch that. I'm going to touch that. I'm going to touch that. And like how I get there, I'll just let it flow. Mm-hmm. And I'll trust my gut. And I'll just, there's a saying, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Mm-hmm. So obviously there's some things you can't say, like if, <laughs> it could be the right person, but you can't blow it right out the gate. You can't jump the shark. And so I was like, I'm going to let it rip. And hope and, and my prayers to the universe is that this will be received the way that I intended it to be. And something we would explore something from there. <laughs> so I remember getting your text and I remember seeing it come through and I was like, oh, that's weird. It was like this guy. I was like, I don't know who this guy is. And, and he says he's written me an email and he's also slid in my DMs and sent me a, a video or something. And I was like, that's weird. And I can't, I can't remember what day it was, but I want to say it was like a Thursday and it was mm-hmm. Thursdays were like my busiest days. And I remember like crawling into bed that night and it was pretty late. It was like maybe like 11, 30, 12. I was like, oh, I got I got this text earlier. I was like, oh, I should go check my email. So crawl in bed, like look through my email, find your email. And then I was like, oh, and I, I hadn't really received a voice note through email ever. Never. I'm <laughs> telling you. It's, Never. I think it's the first time it's ever been done. Yeah. 
I agree. And then I'm listening to it. And well, one, it was like very cute, like because you told me your zodiac sign, which I thought mm-hmm. was very cute. And then mm-hmm. you also told me something about your personality profile, which I had no idea what that meant. But yeah, but like the first two minutes or so were all about you and and how you, you know, grew up and where you were from and just kind of like your backstory. And then it kind of like blended into why you wanted to get to know me. So I played it back a few times. And then I was like, God, it was so late and I was already in bed and I had my retainer in, but I was like, I can't leave this guy on red, like regardless, because like the effort and I wanted Mm -hmm. to respect the effort. And so I recorded you back a voice note. And with my retainer in, which I'm sure was just so sexy when Mm -hmm. you received it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at that point, it was kind of like a love is blind vibe because Mm -hmm. I didn't know what you look like. But I also didn't think like a lot of it. I just was like, oh, maybe this, who knows? And then it wasn't until the next day that I was like, oh shit, he sent me a video too. Like I'll go look or whatever. And I did. And I watched it and I was like, oh, he's, he's handsome. And he's, I liked your mannerisms. And I was like, your smile, like you had such a kind smile. And I was like, okay. And then of course I went down the rabbit hole because then I was like looking at all your photos. And then I was like, I matched with this guy before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, and he ghosted me, but you don't really remember that. No. Which is so funny. Like, I just distinctly remember your profile. And back then it was Tinder. Yep. And I remember, I remember this because I was in my old place and we had matched and it might've been around a holiday or something. Yeah. And then I just remember you were like, I'm going back to New York to visit my mom for a couple of weeks. And then that was like the last I heard of you. But what I respected is when I brought that to your attention and I asked you about it, you told me basically like, well, it's a good thing we didn't match back then because like you weren't ready. Mm -hmm. And so I think too, one thing that's interesting about our scenario is the timing because timing is like literally everything. Everything. It really is. It it really, it really is. And and it's like, when you say you're ready and you're like, and you mean it, it's like, like the universe is like, here you go. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a second. Wait, wait, really? Okay. I guess. All right. I guess we're doing this. And it's like, that's what I feel like this relationship is with you. I feel like the minute I was serious and committed to that notion, then you appeared and it was just like, and it was like, wait a minute, really? All my prayers are answered like this fast? I know. Maybe well, it's I should, wild. Maybe I should start praying for like maybe I should start praying for shit. Is that weird to say praying for shit? Like to say it in one but that's what I mean. Like, I need to start doing this. I need to start trying to manifest everything mm-hmm. really intentionally because you you can have whatever you want. For if sure. if you really want it and if it's for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. I think if you I think if there's something that you want but you wouldn't be a good steward of it, it doesn't really, it doesn't come your way for your own protection because think about how many people are Mm well-to-do and are killing themselves with alcohol or opioids. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or other illicit yeah. drugs, right? Well, but, they're, yeah. but they're well-to-do, and it's like, why why would they want for anything? But to me, and this is the one thing about the universe and about God that I think is so powerful, is that if you don't, you can have everything else in the world, but if you don't have love, 
Mm. You have nothing. It's like that homeless guy you told me about who's like wealthy and has credit cards and uh-huh. goes, but he doesn't have love. And so he's just, he'd rather roam the streets yeah. in search of. Right. And know? I think that's everybody's desire is is to be loved mm-hmm. and to love in return. And sure. I think that is exactly kind of also why I started this mission with a podcast because I recognize that there are all these amazing people out there who are looking for love and it shouldn't be this hard. Funny enough, now that I'm in this situation, it makes me kind of laugh because all the things that I was doing and all how I was just trying to be a certain somebody to make that puzzle mm-hmm. piece kind of fit into that mm-hmm. puzzle, even if I knew it wasn't the right one, kind of like you were mentioning, you know, before and looking back on that, it's like, Aaron, what were you doing? Because if I just jammed that puzzle piece in there, I mean, we wouldn't be sitting here today. Sure. And I would be missing out on this. All of this goodness. All of it. <laughs> You're missing out. No, but honestly, we all have been there. We all done that. And you have to understand it's like love requires work. It requires steadfast dedication to like today. I thought we had an amazing day. And then it was a moment where you were where you thought I was upset with you. So you got down and then and then I had to like think about it. And I was like, we have different communication styles. And like I have a very direct, I call it. It's not a, it's not criticism. It's, it's feedback. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like always iterating to get better and get better. But at the same time, I have to understand that where you're, where you're coming from, when your relationship with somebody, the way, the, like the way they talk to you, the sounds, the facial expression, like all of that, you're, you're receiving that and it's affecting you in a, one way or another. And it's like, I'm this Marine, this captain on the basketball team, this driver of driving force at the the head of the spear of this this ship, and I'm this 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 staunchy old captain, and I need to understand that I need to talk to all of my crewmates, especially my first mate, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> I have to talk to them differently mm-hmm. and in a way that they can receive it the best way, not the best, not the way that I want to deliver it. I got to think about how how they're going to receive this in a way that actually empowers them versus making them feel small. Mm-hmm. And I had to really think about that. And it's like to be in this place in my life where I've always been very emotionally intelligent and aware, but now I feel like it's becoming hyper where like it's happening if I say something and I see it affect someone, like I kind of know it instantly. Mm. I might not always say something because sometimes I let people just de- be in their feels. But I think the people close to you, you want to try to make those, you don't want those rough edges. You want to try to smooth it out as soon as you can so you can keep building the bond Mm-hmm. Not leaving things on red. And I think that I'm somebody who, there's a lot of people in life, right, even right now in this moment, that I leave on red because they're not in my inner. And then also they're not paying me, but they want unlimited consultations. Mm-hmm. So I, there's people that I leave on red because it's like they don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like I get paid for my what I know and my creativity. Mm-hmm. And you're just trying to just ask me unlimited questions like, like I owe you something. But in that moment, like shortly after you reached over and you grabbed my hand, mm-hmm. which is like me, I mm-hmm. want the little things, right? Mm-hmm. I want somebody to hold my hand. Mm-hmm. And it was like in that moment, like I knew it was squashed. Yeah. And that's what I think I appreciate a lot about our relationship is one, 
you allow me to speak my mind and you receive what I have to say, even if it's completely irrational and hormone induced, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you let me speak my mind and then we talk it through. We move forward. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And honestly, it's scary and it's hard for me to do that. But I know that I have to do things that I've never done before to get the things that I never had before. Mm. And so it's kind of like there's this like there's this thing there's this thing where who we are as individuals is nothing in comparison to who we are in connection to another person because it's the dance of how we relate to one another that matters and is it is it building up or is it tearing down mm-hmm. And so those iterations happen more when you're with someone and the more time you spend with them. And it's like you start to learn things about each other, but there's still so much you don't know. Like we're both still icebergs to one another. But I catch myself pretty soon. I'm going to be able to catch it in real time and I'll and I'll be able to deliver it in real time in a way that doesn't upset the homeostasis that we build to then cause like riffles. And it's just like... That's why music soul child song. Everything is new when love is all brand new. Cause you're learning me and I'm learning you. Like that learning each other is like, we have to, you have to take notes. You got to be studious. You got to like pay attention. You got to see what the other person needs. You got to try to, it's not people pleasing to try and just make them feel appreciate it in the ways that they really appreciate it. Good day. You're such a catch listeners. My name is Jamar John Johnson, the chief marketing officer of Club Nirvana, the premium cannabis delivery service here in California. For those of you, you're such a catch listeners who want to partake in premium cannabis, as well as the many health and wellness benefits of our products from topicals to tablets to tinctures. Go check out you're such a catch.com forward slash partners and click on the Club Nirvana link. All of the You're Such a Catch listeners through that link will actually get a $25 credit for opening up a free account. And we've got some specials going on right now. So if you spend $100, we'll give you an extra $50. If you spend $200, we'll give you an extra $100. So you can try as many products as possible that you're interested in and give us some feedback. I'm sure you will like it. And listen, I'm doing my part here to build the family business, the family legacy. So support the podcast by checking out Club Nirvana. And again, I'm Jamar John Johnson, the Chief Marketing Officer of Club Nirvana. And I look forward to seeing you on a higher level. Well, another thing I totally recognized is you're very in touch with like your love languages Mm -hmm. and how you like to receive love. You are also very attentive with asking me how I like to receive love and then kind of catching yourself a couple times when you're like, oh, when that kind of came into play, which I obviously appreciate too, because I don't, I don't think I've ever had a relationship that is that mature and progressive. But I mean, it makes complete and utter sense. But also there's just something super natural about our connection and also like when I met you. So after you sent me the video and the voice note, then for the first week, I mean, we basically just sent each other Mm -hmm. voice notes and little videos, which Mm -hmm. was super fun for me to get to know you that way. I I mean, I don't know what you thought about it, but. I I was having a blast. And and honestly, it felt like, 
it felt like the future of what dating apps should be. Should be right? Yeah. Because first of all, I mean, it doesn't take that much time to send a quick thought, a quick thought, a quick video, but you get to learn so much mm-hmm. hearing how someone speaks. And, and listen, I think you and I uniquely could get away with that because we both podcast. You know, I've been a speaker for many years. You've been in sales for many years. And so it's like we're both these outgoing, engaging personalities. I could see how for some people it would be challenging, nerve wracking. Yeah. And so I, have, I, I, I sympathize with those folks. But that's why I also feel like we put ourselves in this position. Like our actions allowed us to find each other. It was a little stroke of luck, a little stroke of the universe. But at the same time, it's like, no, we we went on these journeys mm-hmm. to develop ourselves in these ways. And with these skills that we have, we kind of doubled down on them. Yeah. In doing so, I mean, I even think the fact that I'm a good communicator and also a good networker and also a good business mind, that led to my buddy Carlin sending me one of his like three invites for Clubhouse mm-hmm. out of all mm-hmm. the people, right? He, he's a guy who has, he has a follower base of 770,000 people. Wow. Right? And he's got 60,000, 55,000 Instagram followers mm-hmm. and so many people he could have thought of. He's like, I got three invites. He, one of I think one and two were like his mother and his aunt. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, wait a second, I'm doing this wrong. And then he's like, I need to put somebody. And then he, his third one, he sends it to me. Mm-hmm. And then, from December 6th to like the 20th, I go crazy just absorbing the app, learning the app. And then by the 27th, generating revenue, getting clients, and I'm doing all of these things. And so I'm in this really good vibration of like understanding that my voice is powerful and I have to use it. Mm-hmm. And I have to I have to leverage it to, to get everything I want in life. Yeah. Right? Well, it's so soothing too. I mean, I have like listening to you right now. You. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Thank you. But then being in that mindset, when I came across you, I was like, here's an opportunity where I can take this thing that I've been sharpening for 23 years, that I've finally realized that, no, 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 this is really it. Like, my voice can, like, change the momentum of things and say, here, I, I want something. Maybe she's what I've been looking for. And let me go for it. Let me use my superpower to make that connection happen. But only because you had your voice out there and you were yourself. And I could I could, I could see you in your element shining the brightest. And I wasn't even f- like physically seeing you. I was seeing you in my mind's eye mm-hmm. while I listened to you with your podcast. Yeah. And that was powerful. Mm. That was powerful. I'm like soaking this all in. Like I, my tears are like on the verge of expelling. Um, I think too, one thing I noticed about that part of our journey was I don't even think you like suggested that we start exchanging. It it was not as spoken. It just was like something that kind of naturally organically Mm -hmm. evolved. But I noticed within myself things that I wouldn't normally do. Like, for instance, in a traditional dating setting, we would have gone and and met up somewhere and I would have probably put a lot of effort into getting ready. Like, especially if I, you know, was excited about Mm -hmm. meeting you and that type of thing. 
But this aspect of video and and voice notes, like at first, I mean, I was like, okay, like throw a filter mm-hmm. on. And I was like, try to make myself look a little bit better or whatever. And then it got to a point where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. just be your natural self. And then I was like sending you videos like with no makeup, like mm-hmm. <laughs> roll out of bed or like hair in a big old bun and the retainer in. But I didn't think it mattered. And like I did, I didn't think that you were thinking anything less of me for being that way. But I, I was just being accepted for my natural self. And I mean, you were reciprocating. And I think like you probably felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And there was something just so like beautiful and just, it just felt right. Yeah, it did. And then we FaceTimed. We FaceTimed for like about an hour. And I think then after that, you asked me on a formal date. Mm -hmm. And so coming to meet me, were you nervous or? No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that day I may have had an edible. (laughs) I may have. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But I just felt this peace. I was just like. Going to meet this awesome girl that I've been having this digital romance with. Yeah. And to me, I think that really constitutes as a digital romance, right? Yeah. I think, because I think just being online isn't necessarily a digital romance. Because just chopping it up to just plan a meeting, mm-hmm. that's not a digital romance. That's just, you use the app to just find a meeting point and then you just jumped off. But we digitally yeah. were connecting. And then, so it felt like a romance, but I felt cool, calm, collected. Because I felt one thing for sure is that I was going to show up and be just myself Mm -hmm. and not be the representative. My mother used to always talk about, you got to be yourself when you meet people. Because first of all, you being yourself, literally, it's that's a vulnerable thing that allows other people to potentially be themselves a little bit more. Because most people show up with the representative, like who I need to portray, who I I seem like I am. Mm -hmm. Who they think the other person wants them to be. Yeah, yeah. And I know I break the mold in so many ways. And it's like that line from Childish Gambino, I'm a genius and I ain't got to hide it either. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what does that mean? Like, I know the definition of a genius. And it doesn't mean someone who is really out of this world with intelligence. It's not actually what it means. The definition of a genius is somebody who is thoughtful, insightful, who really focuses and works hard at learning something, Mm -hmm. right? And of course, there are people with above average IQs and intelligence. And and I feel like I've done some like tests. I I don't really want to know what my IQ is because I already know that I'm smart. Mm -hmm. But like I've done some stuff and it's like, okay, I'm in that upper 130 area, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's enough for me. I don't need to know what, because it doesn't define me. But I'm more proud of my emotional IQ. Mm -hmm. I feel like my emotional IQ is probably in that 140, 180 range. I'm up Mm -hmm. there with like just being really in tune, knowing how to read a room, knowing how to feel when people, something's happening. And I think that's, I mean, that's the line of work that I'm in. I'm in communicating to people. I'm in connecting to people. I'm into leading people, entertaining people. That's the thing that matters most. And if you think about people who have become super successful, like somebody like Steve Jobs, for example, he didn't even graduate college. Like his emotional intelligence, even though he was really angry and crazy at times, his emotional intelligence to get the most out of people had to be off the charts. 
And so to me, it's like that's where I'm kind of throwing all my eggs in that basket of like, that's what I want to really harness. Okay. So on our first date, Mm -hmm. we took the golf cart. Mm -hmm. And I love that you were the man, like, because I do like the alpha male. Mm -hmm. And you hopped in that thing like a boss and and drove us down to the beach. And we had a little trouble parking, but you handled it. We found Mm -hmm. a spot. Mm -hmm. And we also didn't have any money for the Mm -hmm. (laughs) meter because it wasn't going to take a credit card. And do you remember what the first thing you did when we got out of the golf cart? Yeah. What'd you do? I said, stay right here, babe. And then I ran over to the little, the little, I forget, I don't know if it was a burrito spot or whatever. And I just went in there and got changed for the meter. Oh, yeah, but, but after that? I mean, then we walked down to the beach. Uh-huh. I, I probably grabbed your hand. You did, yeah. yeah. And and you're, it, it felt really natural. Yeah. And and like that for me was so huge because again, like I'm, I don't know why, but in like past relationships, that wasn't a mm. thing. And I've always wanted it to be a thing. Like I just like that connection and mm-hmm. the symbolism of what it is and and also just that comfort and and it was that it was just like comfort and it was natural and I I mean it just kind of like took me aback and Mm -hmm. and I was like okay I could get used to this okay and then we walked out in the sand and I was asking you if you're a beach person or not and you were like not so much and I was like well get used to it (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then we went out to that rock and we sat down and we started talking and I cannot tell you what you were actually saying because as you started to talk, I like literally blacked out wow. because the things you were saying were like hitting so close to home that I was like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, is this really happening? Like I was having a moment. I was mm-hmm. having like this, like almost like a, like, yeah, like an outer this body outer or something. Body yeah. And then I think you maybe recognized that I wasn't like present in the moment, but whatever you were telling me, then you looked me dead in the eye and you were like, do you think you manifested me? Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, scene. and I was, like, I was like, are you in my head? I was like, did somebody tell you to say these things? Like, it was yeah. so crazy. The, the universe was was directing my energy. My, my, I was just letting go. I was just, and it's like, I've maybe done that in my life a couple times, and it was always kind of like the other person was totally blown out of the mm-hmm. water. And like, is this guy like a warlock or something? Like, yeah. because we had not talked anything no, about manifestation. It, you had no idea I had a list. Like, yeah. you, you knew nothing about any of that. But I'm on that wave now where it's like, I, f- I really feel like Neo in the Matrix. Like, I feel like when you understand like numbers and energy and and like like attraction and manifesting and like controlling your thoughts and like think about it almost like a year and a half ago 55 pounds heavier than i am now i look older than i do now mm-hmm. i got have no hair on my head mm-hmm. like i'm just living i'm i'm in a different place and it, it literally over the course of a year, literally over a year, it was like a year, I transformed myself mm-hmm. by just being super mindful, super intentional, super focused, right? So that by the time I met you, that's almost 
14 months, 15 months after this transformation, I'm just in tune. I'm vibrating. I'm just yeah. like... I love when you're in that zone too. Like I've been mm-hmm. in that zone before. I don't necessarily think I'm there now. Mm-hmm. Like I think I have some things I need to mm-hmm. work on. But when you're in that zone, it's crazy the energy that you have yeah. and what you're able to accomplish and how things keep... You're, you're drawing them to you. And it's That's just exactly, one yeah. thing after another. And it, you're just riding that, that wave. And, and, and some of it too, you have to be mindful because some of it, it might glitter and look like gold, mm. but some of it is is like scrap heap that's just drawn into your orbit. Yeah. Because your orbit is growing and it's... Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's some people you actually really need to let go of. And the, my mother gave me a book years ago called The Language of Letting Go. And so I, that's definitely, I know, one of the things that I struggle with is letting go. We hold on to things. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I l- released those 55 pounds, right? I was like, I got to let go mm-hmm. of, of some things inside of me, right? Let well, I know go. it's not because you changed your diet. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> You're the only guy I know who can eat a full loaf of like French bread, like <laughs> both pieces mm-hmm. and yeah, and steak and potato and vegetables and, mm-hmm. and, and, and then one, Dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't always been this way, but now I intermittent fast. And but letting go, like, I mean, I have some suits that I need to let go Mm because, like, the suit. First of all, the suits don't fit me at all because I was a different body size. But it's just like some of it is just like I like holding on to things. I like to things remind me of times and places and. They have a sentimental value. Yeah, and I don't have, like, my memory isn't the greatest. Anything traumatic that's happened to me in life, I can kind of just block it out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's like I'm like like Drago from Rocky. It's like, I feel no pain. It's <laughs> like it's like I'm drugged up with positivity and focus on the future. It's like I'm just present or I'm in the future. Like, I, the past is, forget yeah. about it, forget about it. But some of that I know is from the military. From the, I know it's like PTSD. It's things that happen. You, you, your body says to to keep him alive and to survive. I need to block this information out. Mm. Well, he can access it if he digs really deep and really hard. But and so sometimes actual articles, things like I keep clippings. I like scrapbooking and stuff mm-hmm. to remember. Mm-hmm. places and times because they're so like my mind is thinking so far into the future it's like I have to slow it down you know yeah 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 so what was going through your head when we were talking on that rock like do you remember what you were even saying to me it was like I said I think I were was, you having an outer body I was, I was channeling oh, I was okay. channeling and I was like just free it just felt like it was just coming through me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. It was just coming through me. It was like what I was, it was like when you, sometimes you desire things, but there's a part of you that doesn't feel like you're worthy of it. Mm. And so I felt like there was a part of me that, the part of me that didn't feel like he was worthy of it, he got like, he got like lulled and laid down to sleep. Mm. And then he's off duty. Mm-hmm. And it was just the true version, the true me who was just like, what? How would I be if I wasn't afraid? Mm. How, was I be, how would I be if I just be, like believed 
that love was real and it was ready for me and it was waiting for me if I just spoke up for it. Yeah. So that's kind of like, and I like to tap into that when I'm doing anything like comedy, like when I'm speaking, I try to just be in that pure place of possibility Yeah. and imagine what can happen. And honestly, it was like, whenever I speak, I've always had this mindset of like, if I could just change one person with this message today, Uh right, it'd be worth it. And that day, I think the person I I wanted to talk to was me. Like, don't be like, say what you really, interesting. Uh say what you really mean, say what you really want. Like, just say it. Honestly, I feel like if I take that energy with me, like business is so easy. It's like, you just say what you want. You just talk to people. You just say, yeah. 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 So time went by really fast. Mm. Like I remember looking and and I don't know why I I mean, I don't know if it was just we arrived at that mutual time together and then I had planned to work out. And so we kind of had to wrap things up. So I will say, I remember you had to go to the bathroom and then that's when you kissed me for the first time. And I pretty much wanted to like knock you out because okay. it was like you're going to, like, our first kiss is going to be in front of the, like, bathrooms at the beach, not mm-hmm. on the beautiful rock. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, okay, be in the moment, Aaron. Enjoy mm, the moment. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about guys wanting to have your first kiss by the bathroom. I don't think I was thinking where we were. I just think I was, the timing just felt right to try at that moment. And I just went for it. I wasn't thinking like, we're, I wasn't trying to, I wasn't pre-planning the place like, okay, I'm going to get her by this rock with the light. It's just as a guy, you're just, you're so present. You're so locked in. It doesn't yeah. matter where you are. Oh, that's so funny. And then we, we came back and, and I remember kind of thinking like, man, I really wish I could like cancel my workout because I didn't want the date to end. Mm -hmm. I just, I wanted more time with you. I wanted to continue to like get to know you. And I kind of felt that you were feeling the same way. And so I'm not sure, but I do remember you kind of like saying to me, like, get that workout. Like, don't, don't not do your workout. Mm -hmm. And then I think you offered to come back. And that for me was like, okay, like, whoa, because I had this, narrative in my brain about no man is going to want to one drive to come see me here if it's more than a couple miles, let alone somebody's going to drive to me twice because that's a big commitment. I mean, it's at least what, 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 26, 30 minutes. When you're not driving like a grandpa, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but you did that and you showed up for me and you came back and you cooked me dinner that night. And I mean, every day since, I mean, we've been kind of inseparable Mm -hmm. and it's been so amazing. My cheeks are going to start to hurt from smiling so much. It, It really has. Like I, love my time with you. I value it tremendously, almost to the point where I'm like, it's quality time. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) do I need to add that to the list? But no, it's been great. And I just, I cannot wait to see where this goes. It's been a wild ride. I mean, and I remember when you told me that you loved me and I had been feeling that way too, but it seemed so fast, you know? But 
But I mean, instant COVID dating. No, I know, right? Uh-uh. Yeah, I've, I've no, I've thought about a lot of those things. I mean, you definitely have me feeling taking a big, a big sigh of relief. Like, wow, I can, I can check this one off the list and like, then build, build a past with someone, build a history with someone. But I was gonna say something when you talked about like. The coming back, because that's been a theme. A mutual guy that we both know named Rich, mm-hmm. he said that the day he met me, we had a good connection, and we spoke before that, like on the phone and stuff, but like he saw me walking to the car, and I was getting into the car. It was after like last, it was like a, a super Saturday event, so it was like all day training, things like that. And he said that I was walking away, and he had the thought in his head, it's like, oh, I wish I could have connected with Jamar one more time. Mm. And I got to the car and I saw him coming out and I went back to him. And literally we were talking for a moment and he had to stop me to go, Jamar, I literally just had the thought that I wish I had more time with you. And I saw you walking away and I was going to call you out. And I was like, no, he's probably got things to go do. And you came back. Mm. He was just like... That's just so profound because it's like wavelength is aligned. This guy is a eight-figure earner. Mm-hmm. And so to be in sync with someone like that, it's almost like I can tell like he just wants somebody to pass down his knowledge to. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he loves teaching. Mm-hmm. And like, so do I. And I've always wanted to be a teacher, but like, I was like, oh, professors, they don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I, want, I thought bigger, but I was like, no, if you, if you market, you, if you create a big brand, you can teach, you can help a lot, a lot of people. So when you mentioned that, it made me think about that because it's like that being in simpatico mm-hmm. when you're like, it's not, and it wasn't that I sensed that that's what you wanted too. I was just like, that's, this is where I'm at and I'm going to put it out there because I'm not afraid. And whether or not she's the same at the same place or not, we'll, you'll never know unless you like take the mm-hmm. chance and risk it. And I think ever since that moment, I, I felt like the Jamar that's fearful, that's doubtful, that's scared, that's afraid, he's just stayed asleep. Mm. And now it's the me that's unafraid, that is like there's only light and love, or there's fear and darkness. And I choose to live in the light and in the love. And know that if it ever starts to get into that Fifty Shades of Grey, that I'm I'm going to use my spidey senses, detect what's happening, and try to back up out of there and go back into the light where I belong. Oh, so profound. You're welcome. (laughs) No, thank you, babe. Thank you, babe. (laughs) You're welcome. I mean, thank you, babe. I wish we could just replicate this for other people. I mean, there has to be a way, but I will say that one thing that you've brought out in me too, I've always been somebody who's been very thoughtful, very caring, very nurturing. That's just kind of my innate personality. But when you show up and you put forth effort, it makes me want to match that effort and almost like exceed it, like bump it to the next level. But I mean, like... I'm also trying to step a little bit outside my comfort zone. And so like 
the second time I cooked for you, <laughs> I tried to make your favorite dish. Yeah, and like, you did a great job. Oh. And it was delicious. And I was like, ooh, okay. You know, I She mean, shows promise. <laughs> she shows promise. Oh, God, babe. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get cooking lessons for my birthday this year. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I think, too, like, so often dating when you're kind of stuck in the thick of it and you something happens or somebody ghosts you or wrongs you or whatever might happen and it kind of knocks you down and then you almost carry that chip on your shoulder sure. into the next situation and i feel like if either of us would have done that it would be a completely different story. And mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just wild. I mean, you make me want to be a better person. You make me want to strive for greatness every single day. And I just feel so lucky to have met you. Well, I tell you, babe, you don't have to strive for greatness because you are great. You're great at what you do. Everyone that I've ever told that has listened to your podcast agrees. And it's like, wow, super talented. And it's just a matter of just continuing to can build and build and connect and grow. And the way we replicate this for other people is by just continuing to be and by creating. Because it creates ripples of light mm -hmm. that impact people, that give them hope. And that's the thing. It's like, keep hope alive. <laughs> keep hope alive. Like, if you lose hope, you have nothing. That is so true. Right? Yeah. Or listen, you can get by a lot in life with just hope and love, because mm. hope will keep you take keep stepping, taking a step mm. forward. Love will fuel you, will fuel that fire, will have will have a, a mother lifting a car off of her child. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So those things are they're hard to measure, but they're so vital to the human existence and the human experience, mm. and so. I feel you make me want to be the best version of myself. I feel like your creativity enhances my creativity. And I feel like we create that that circle where we just feed each other. And it's like I have a vision of being with someone that I'm building a legacy with. And I think in this modern day and age, the thing about relationships that's so hard is that so many people have to be separate from one another for so many hours of the day. Mm. I never wanted that. I, I knew I wanted to be with and build with and be deeply integrated with one another because like I said, I wanna I wanna build a history with someone. Yeah. And if we sleep eight hours a day and there's only but so many hours left, we all have fourteen hundred and forty minutes every single day. Mm. If you take out the minutes for sleep we got about a thousand minutes a day how are we going to spend that time a lot of people spend eight hours a day working mm -hmm. maybe 10 hours mm -hmm. a day working how many minutes are left yeah 400 minutes mm -hmm. how are you going to spend those 400 minutes commuting mm -hmm. grocery shopping yeah, running errands, errands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then what do you got you got 60 minutes, you got 90 minutes left for the partner that you want to build a life with. What history are you building? You're building micro, you're building shadows together. Yeah, two ships passing in the night. Exactly. You often see that, yeah. So I was like, that means we got to be creative. We got to be industrious and we have to impact more people. The more people we help, the more freedom we get. And mm. that's, that's my goal. And I want to do that with you. 
Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. How lucky am I? The universe delivered Jamar and I could not be happier. As you know, I have a gratitude practice, which is beneficial for so many reasons. It's definitely helpful when you're using the law of attraction too, but all this to say every single day since I met Jamar, he's made that gratitude list. Sometimes I have to catch myself because I'm still in awe. I almost want to like pinch myself, like am I dreaming? But it's real. And if you're on the fence about manifestation and you think it's a little out there, I'm going to leave you with this last little nugget because you can't make this shit up. My gay husband, Aaron, if you remember, he and I coined the term unicorn for what I was looking for. He actually mentions it in season one, episode 10, straight dating, the struggle is real. Jamar literally has a tab on his website, iamjamar.com backslash unicorn. You guys, you can't make this shit up. He calls himself the chocolate unicorn and then describes why. I'm a firm believer that there is no such thing as coincidence. It's all divine delivery from the universe. I manifested a manual and I cannot wait to help you manifest your wildest dreams. (laughs) 